my sweet friends. I feel so fortunate that you're joining me for season two of the Failing Awesomely podcast. My hope is that you can find encouragement while listening to my personal stories of overcoming life's obstacles, whether you're chasing big dreams or just trying to make it through the day as a mama of little ones. I'm excited to bring my friends along to inspire you with their stories as well. Let's empower one another to stop selling ourselves short stop the negative self-talk and focus on what makes us awesome because we all are we are all fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of god and it's time we start believing that y'all i am so pumped up for you to hear this interview with my dear friend sarah stone sarah is the owner of habit permanent cosmetics and lash lounge in Sedalia, Missouri, and a mama of three. In today's episode, Sarah not only shares her story of how she started her business from the ground up, but explains how her innate ability to pivot through the unexpected changes and challenges of life help her to fully live in the moment. Whether she's with a client, brainstorming future business goals, or playing with her kiddos, This gal does it all without the mom guilt and without staying up until 1 a.m. playing catch up. Her just do it attitude and her confidence are infectious. And y'all, I can't wait for you to hear her final piece of advice at the end. It's kind of hilarious and kind of brilliant. One quick disclaimer. I normally would bleep out a swear word or two in my episodes to keep things PG, especially since a lot of you are mamas who might listen to podcasts while with their kiddos. A few times in this episode, my feisty friend mutters the word that rhymes with fit (laughs) to preserve her authenticity and allow you to fully appreciate her final piece of advice for us. I left the episode as is. So thank you so much for joining us today. And please welcome Sarah to the Failing Awesomely show. Hi, Sarah. Hey. (laughs) My precious friend. Hello. We we have been friends for over a decade. It's been well over a decade. Yeah, a a long time. And I can't count that high right now. It's too late. (laughs) (laughs) I always have to record my podcast after my kids go to bed. I think I've said that before, but I always have to do that because. But when I say late, it's like 817 my time. So that just shows you how lame I am and how early (laughs) I'm usually like in bed or asleep. I aspire to be you. I want so badly to be an early to bed person, but Are you a it's later? like a late, a later, a late nighter. <laughs> it's like 11, which is pretty late. <laughs> so late. God, look at us. I mean, I'm a it's night late. out. It's basically 1030. <laughs> I, I mean, recall we used to go out spend, at 11. Oh my God. Or staying in. Yeah. Right. Like that's when we leave the house. Exactly. I can recall vividly like it being four o'clock in the morning and being like oh shit we should probably go to sleep at some point but (laughs) i'm sorry i said the s word dang it's okay you're fine no so sarah and i used to live together that's actually how we met because you didn't you have a class with our roommate carrie yeah i did 
And uh, yeah, that whole thing was pretty funny. We were both in the public relations department, which was pretty small. I think there was maybe like 10 or 12 people in the first, it was like a meeting or whatever for the beginning of the year. So I went and I had just moved to Nashville. Um, this wasn't, this would have been August or September, I guess. Moved to Nashville in June, May or June of that year. So I really didn't know anybody but the girl I moved with. And I, I remember showing up to this political science, or I'm sorry, not political science, but that was my minor. Public relations, um, like, I guess it was a group, you could say, um, or like a committee or something. Anyway, nevertheless, I show up and I'm in camo and like <laughs> leggings and my Uggs. Um, probably 90% sure I was probably hungover. And everybody else there, uh, as you can remember, was literally head to toe pearls. They had on pearl. I remember heels and pearls. I'm like, why are these girls walking around campus in heels? And I would glance across the room, and out of all of the, the pearls and the perfectly done hair, I see Carrie also in camo, <laughs> leggings, Uggs. And reeking of whiskey and vodka or whatever. <laughs> and I immediately was like, that's my people. And she, yep. we, locked, we locked eyes across the room. <laughs> and she was like, do you live somewhere? And I said, well, yeah, I'm not homeless. And she goes, do you want to live somewhere else? <laughs> do you want to live with us? It was, <laughs> we were like a cult. And that was it. I know. We that were trying it. to get a fifth roommate. There, I, I don't <laughs> why we it originally it was just rachel carrie and i trying to find a place and then all yeah. of a sudden eddie our our other roommate oh, wanted wanted to go in with us so then all of a sudden we had to find a house that fit four people and we started finding houses that were a lot bigger than that and we're like we we have to find a fifth person that's the only way this is gonna work and carrie brought you and i remember didn't we meet <laughs> we, at, like the cheesecake we, no no no, no first off first off how what happened carrie literally picked me up that afternoon after class didn't even know this girl just met her that morning i'm like okay bye i got in a car with her rode across town picked you up at your apartment which was like that really mid-century looking white apartment on Bellmead wasn't it Bellmead Boulevard oh, or something it was it was uh um, you know what I'm talking about the white one um <laughs> wasn't it like royal something royal arms there you go yes so anyway so literally we pick you up had no I've never met you before and we go to Swoozies because you guys had to pick up wedding invitation like shower invitations for Sarah Davidson Oh, that would make sense. That was and 2009. Then we went, so, yeah. Then we went to the Cheesecake Factory. And met with Rachel. <laughs> yep. And you're like, I'm just going to tell you, this girl's dad's famous. Did I say I'm that? Not, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell? I think I had on like that same camo sweatshirt, like hadn't even brushed my teeth yet, straight out of like... I don't even know what. I did not say that. Did I really? You really did because oh I was gosh. so nervous. But I think it was kind of like a joke. You were like, like to see if I could like figure out who it was because I had oh, no idea. Probably. So the whole time I'm like, hmm, who does she look like? And then I remember her saying, 
No, it was it was Carrie. Carrie said something while we were at Cheesecake Factory, like, "Oh, I saw your dad naked in that last movie," and it was the <sighs> movie with Sarah Jessica Matthew Parker, Matthew McConaughey, and yeah. yeah, was it like Failure to Failure launch? to Launch? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So who we're talking about is Terry Bradshaw, and his daughter <laughs> Rachel was our roommate, still our dear friend. Um, but yeah, we all used to Love live her. together, and that. <laughs> That is how we met. And yeah, I do remember Carrie saying, I remember Carrie saying, like, I just met this girl today, but she's great. She's going to be our fifth roommate. And I was like, you just (laughs) met her? Like, she could be crazy. (laughs) Just like you were probably thinking. She is. (laughs) No. We loved you. You were an incredible addition. (laughs) But I do have to note, because I've shared this on the podcast before, I don't remember if I've told the whole story on the podcast, but Miss Sarah here is one of the reasons that I met my husband. Oh, yeah. That's why I call him my Craigslist husband. Full responsibility. I wouldn't say one of the reasons. I would say (laughs) the reason... I'll just take that. Well, you did do it on your computer. It's me in your room. I did. I I believe it was my. It was me. Me and Courtney. I would say were probably the two um, with the most hands in the situation. Yeah. (laughs) So we. I don't remember who. Someone was. Oh, it was you. You were moving out. Yes, I was moving out. Weren't we trying to replace your room? Yes, and I was so ticked because I told you guys at the end of June that I would be leaving when our lease was up October 1st, and you and Rachel <laughs> right away go in and do this Craigslist I think it was Courtney. For, was it Courtney? I thought it was Rachel. I think maybe it was all three of us. I don't remember. Maybe. I, I mean, for, well, all I, all I know is. happened with everyone, so. Yes. All I know is when you, when, when I was approached about it, it was you and Rachel that told me, Hey, so we put out a Craigslist ad for your room and immediately my ears perked up like, why now? It's fine, fine, Lindsay. And this guy from Boston answered it and (laughs) he wants to come see your room. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? You're like, what the heck? And I think you were going out of town, like on yeah, I was tour always that weekend. Town. Yeah, but so, it was like right before you left, and you're like, seriously, guys? Yep. Because <laughs> I remember you like, I think you had to like clean your room, or you cleaned your room, or your you were pissed, you're upset, sorry, because of your bathroom being not cleaned. You're like, I have to deep clean my bathroom now. <laughs> <laughs> as if a guy really gives two craps about well, a what's clean funny bathroom. Is David would have cared because <laughs> David is that kind of person. So I'm that glad so I did funny. it. But you did, yeah. you, and you left obviously, obviously left a lasting impression with your clean shower glass. <laughs> Apparently, because he's now my husband of almost eight years. So so funny. This is the so woman. you are listening to the woman who is responsible for <sighs> me meeting my husband. Anybody so else thank you. Means a match made in Craigslist heaven. You can find me at one eight hundred. I should charge for that now. You should. It comes with a finder's fee. This I'm going to leave anymore. all of your details in the show notes so they'll know <laughs> how to do, find you. Please do because the success rate that I have is incredible. One hundred percent. 
100% satisfaction guaranteed. But I think I'm pretty sure all of us, none of us who lived in that house at the time even live in Nashville anymore, including you. We've all moved on from Nashville. Yep. And um, you lived in a in at least one other place before moving back hometown to Sedalia. Yeah, we and were then, in um, Virginia, in yeah, like the northern Virginia area for a while. Moved to Sedalia, back to your hometown. Back to Sedalia. Sounds like and a, a really few years in. Poorly written country song. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, maybe like the generic Hallmark. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. But a few years in, you started developing a business that would become the Brow Babe at first. Yep. So I want to know how that all started because I just, I'm so inspired by you with everything that you've done to start a business. You just, you always, I mean, for lack of a better way to put this, you have the balls to do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'm just really, I'm just really good at the pivot. That's, Ooh, that's, that's I like it. that. I'm just really good at pivoting. But um, how did that all come well, about? How you. did you even start to get, like, why did you want to get your license to do microblading? I don't even know the correct terminology so, for that. Yes. But how did it start? <laughs> well, funny story. So I said, I'm really good at pivoting. I'm also really good at arguing. And I helped, as you know this, I'm very persuasive, but also very super headstrong and opinionated and stubborn. So, um, oh, me never, (laughs) never, right. (laughs) Um, so I helped my dad and my uncle, they own a gas and oil pipeline company. And whenever it was first starting off, I, I don't even know if I, I think I was like still doing like an MLM full time. Like I was doing that 100% of the time so I could stay home with um, the kids. And I remember when I was, this is when I was pregnant with Jeremiah, my middle child now, which is weird to say that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> weird. Uh, I uh, was running like the admin side of this and helped them get it started. Like did the logo, all the things. Cause you know, most men, most don't know like how to get that stuff started and get the ball rolling on that end of things they just kind of know you know the guts and the nuts and the bolts of it but anyway so did that for a few years and when I say really good at arguing my father is the exact same person as I am only older and with different parts <laughs> uh, so we literally butt heads all the time so one fine day in January of 2017, we got into an argument and I basically said, you know, um, up yours, take it to China. (laughs) And I, I'm getting a different job. And it was kind of like a joke. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Good. What are you going to do? Like, and it wasn't that he was demeaning me. He was just trying to challenge me because that's kind of our relationship. And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to go be a tattoo artist. And he's like, yeah. Okay. Good luck with that. So I started with eyebrows and I knew a girl who lives in Texas. We're not friends anymore. Um, who did microblading. And I was like, huh, I could totally do that. So I checked out a few different companies. I'm not sure why I chose Dallas, but I did and went and got trained like a week later. 
like email this chick and I was like can I hop in your class excuse me I see you have a class like next week can I just get in and she was like uh I mean these people have had their spots booked for like seven months so I'm like I don't care I went in like what do I have to do so I paid extra (laughs) booked a flight text my dad and was like I'm taking the next week off hi and he was like okay good luck with that that's not gonna last got home from the training like posted about it and literally was booked for six weeks so just kind of snowballed from there I um started out in a like renting a little booth in a hair salon an hour away from here um right side of right outside of Kansas City in Lee Summit started there did all the things there and then went back to Dallas and decided I wanted to get an actual like tattoo license so I did kind of a tele-apprenticeship through through them um which took a year almost oh my god and I would you know go back go back and forth between Dallas and here and then do everything you know via FaceTime Skype etc um and that's just kind of how it started and then I um decided to kind of open a location here in Sedalia, which Sedalia is a really small town. It's about 25 to 30,000 people. I'm not sure what the current number of residents is, but it's really small. Think like, oh, how do I describe it? Just like very small town. Nobody likes to do anything new. Nobody like wants anything new. Everything is five to 10 years behind schedule, (laughs) you know? Um, that kind of small town. Like, for instance, in high school, I wore Chanel earrings, and everyone thought it stood for my high school name, which was Cole Camp. So, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that, <laughs> say no more. But, um, so I was really scared that it wasn't going to take off, and it did. It um, took off pretty quickly, actually. Um, yeah. And I had a, it had a few girls to, there from with an me. outsider's perspective, yeah, looking at really your, fast. you know, your social media and everything. Yeah. And I mean, you got like a, a brick and mortar store and yep. developed the Brow Babe and Co., which is what your company used to be called. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, what was that like developing the brand and what made you say, well, I've, I've got to go out. Like, I can't just rent a, a place in a salon. Like, I'm just going to go for this. And what, what was kind of some of the hardest parts about doing that? Oh, all of it. <laughs> it, was, it was terrifying. Um, at that time, I, you know, was a single mom of two kids. And, you know, I mean, that's literally all I had. I think I was still kind of helping with the pipeline, if I could remember. So, it, it it was like a feast or famine thing, but also, you know, if, if it failed, I would have had kind of a backup plan. So, yeah, uh, I mean, like I said earlier, I'm really good at pivoting. Um, and I think that's just kind of me. Um, I'm not scared of things like that because if it fails and whatever, it fails, no big deal. <laughs> At least you, you know, tried it. That, I think that happens after you get divorced. You're kind of like, whatever, everything's fine. I'm just going to, I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, let's just go jump off this building and I'll figure out how to get down after uh, without, you know, splatting on the sidewalk kind of a thing. So um, it was all, it was all hard. It was all really hard. It was all really, really hard to, um, you know, transform the brick and mortar space into what it, what it needed to be for what we did um, to make it functional in both 
you know, functional and actually look like something that was, you know, appeasing because it, it was an old hair salon, which I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't on brand. It was very red and black, which no. black is brand, but red was not. So uh, we literally, and thanks to my dad and my uncle who were still, you know, kind of laughing at me, I think, thinking it wouldn't work. Um, they literally did the whole build out for us in four weeks. So. That's amazing. It was crazy. My dad says he's never doing anything. He said that day, never ask me for anything else ever again. <laughs> because I said, hey, will you like, it started off, hey, will you come rip down a few of these walls and paint for me and ended up being a $20,000 complete renovation thing. in 32 days. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was nuts. Were um, you booking at that point? Yeah. Like, so were you we trying were, we to have working. a... So I, it was me and my business partner at the time, um, which we won't get into that, but we were both still working out of that salon in Lee Summit. So we were still working full time. Uh, she did Tuesday, Thursdays. I did Monday, Wednesday, Friday up there. So, I mean, that's two hours to commute every single day, plus course, having two yeah. small children, plus doing all that. It was a nightmare. Oh, I bet. But it was kind of cool. I work best under um, pressure. That's just call awesome. me a diamond, darling. Yeah. <laughs> just call me a diamond. Was no. there ever a time um, where you thought, oh, is this worth it? Like, should I keep going? Or did you ever get to a place of wanting to give it up or not do it? So, I mean, I think every single business owner kind of goes through those ebbs and flows of the emotional roller coaster of, you know, oh my God, this would be so much easier if I just had a desk job, mm-hmm. worked for somebody else, clocked in and out, because then you can leave it at work. Yes. But I learned very quickly, I can never work for someone else ever again <laughs> after having the independence of being self-employed and calling the shots and and some may think that that's like a power thing or like an egotistical control thing and maybe it is for some people but for me I just really I hate having to worry about pleasing others to an extent to where if I don't that my butt's on the line true and I don't know that I would be able to function in that kind of workplace setting ever again you're into the enneagram aren't you yeah what number are you yes well i'm (laughs) there's two that i'm thinking of are you a four no i'm a two oh that was my second guess i thought i think you're either a three or an eight i'm an eight (laughs) Ah. yeah the challenger (laughs) the challenger does Challenge is my well, you're perfect name. for doing this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, but so, then we did like a whole rebrand three years in because yeah. I. That was so, this year, right? Like it was late last, last year? Yeah, so it okay. Was two, like literally the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So I, uh, I do all these, I, so I, I train people and have for about two and a half, three years now to do microblading. Um, and also tattoo apprenticeships. I just finished my first one with my, uh, second location owner now. So long story short, everything that used to be the bra babe fizzled apart, the business model, the business structure, 
what I did and what I still do has always remained the same and my brand was always the same. I just kind of all the other counterparts that were involved, we cut ties, moved on, whatever. Um, you know, no harm, no foul there. Well, kind of, but anyway. Um, that's business, right? That's what that's happens business. in that business. That is business and friendship. Let me just tell you that. So um, I trained a girl from Jefferson City, which is like an hour away from here. She actually used to live here years ago. We didn't ever know each other, but um, trained her. And I was like, hey, I have a bunch of clients in that area. Do you like have any interest in opening a business there and doing what I do? And it just kind of went from there. So I That's wanted to awesome. do a rebrand because we don't just do eyebrows. We do everything, lash extensions, um, aesthetics, skincare, etc. So we kept thinking of name and kept thinking of name. And I finally was like, why don't we call it habit? Which because I every single person that comes into our locations and sits in our chair always says this is a really bad habit, but I can't break it. Ah, so I love it. I don't like that. Just there it is. So now I have, you know, one location's mine, one location is hers. We run under the same brand. Um, it's not necessarily a partnership, if you will. Legally, we um, we're our own separate entities. We just fall under the same brand name, business name. Awesome. So that's kind of cool. I don't have to worry about what she's doing. She doesn't have to worry about what I'm doing as long as we kind of, you know, keep it on the same page, um, which is really nice. So there's not a lot of babysitting going on for either of us. That's really so, great. Yeah. That it's seems like great. a very good sort of business partnership. It is. I really, um, I really prefer that over what I used to have because um, it's kind of like a class project. You know, one person's always doing all the work and the others kind of just take the credit for it. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what happened and I'm not, not saying that's what happened. <laughs> um, I'm sure they'll wink, stumble upon wink. this somehow. So hello, <laughs> girls. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, so yeah. Now, so you rebranded. Mm -hmm. The business became Habit. I love that. Thank I love you. that it's all consuming with all of the skills that you now right. have and the services that you offer. But then the pandemic hit. And what did that do to the business? So that was, that was something, let me just tell you. So um, we signed, I signed the new lease for my, I'll call it my forever location. I have kind of bounced around since uh, the conglomerate, if you will fell apart a few years back. Mm -hmm. um, so I finally found this amazing building. They renovated an old Levi jean factory in our town. And it's something that you'd see, you know, in Kansas City or St. Louis or a big city. It's very, very forward, not, not little old Sedalia. Um, and signed that lease March 1st. We went on vacation to Florida March second came home on like the ninth or something and literally shut down <laughs> everything oh shut down so that was interesting um i will also say i was about 14 15 weeks pregnant with our third at that time oh my so, gosh yes. oh it was 
it was interesting. Um, luckily my significant other was still able to work the whole time. Um, he has one of those office jobs (laughs) that I so rarely dream about anymore, but, um, so it was interesting. Um, obviously I literally couldn't even move into my new space until May. Yeah. Yeah. It was brutal. So, um, yeah, uh, it was really, it was really hard. I had, oh my gosh, this summer was a nightmare. I had to, I had 96 rescheduled appointments from March to May that I had to make up because my services, people come see me yearly for touch-ups and color boosts and stuff like that or bi-yearly. So I have people on the schedule for two years in advance for oh their goodness. scheduled appointment. Um, so that was a lot to make up. So I got, got to go back to work May 12th. So from March, whatever it was, 14th or something to May 12th, I was completely off of work. No pay. <laughs> well, when you're a business owner, no yeah. assistance. <laughs> um, no unemployment. That was a giant mess. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a big nightmare. It was a gigantor nightmare, but it was also really nice to kind of just chill out and slow down. Um, yeah. it was very strange though, going from vacation to absolutely zero for, you know, two months, but I got to go back to work in May, had those 96 rescheduled appointments. Plus I think I allowed 21 new people to come, uh, from May to, July 16th was my last day before maternity leave. So, oh man. Yeah. So I've been on, I didn't go back till October. So I had Holland, our third in August, end of August. And I didn't go back until October. So I've been off of work more than I worked in 2020. So that was really, which I'm sure is super hard for you because you're at the ground running girl. Oh, it was so foreign to me. I'm like, "Uh, I'm sorry, what? I have no, I can't do anything. So it was interesting. Um, I'm not going to lie and say it was fun. It was, it was awful. Uh, I think just, I, I think a lot of people can kind of assimilate with this when you're not used to being around your entire family all day, every day at home <laughs> in a confined space. I mean, it's not, that's not normal for anyone. No, it's not. <laughs> so it was, it was definitely, definitely stressful, but we survived. (laughs) How is everything with the business now? It's great. We have people literally waiting um, for us to reopen. I had people, gosh, I came back, like I said, from maternity leave in October, and I just now opened my books back up about a week and a half ago. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's been good. Although it was, you know, weird because we were closed, it's... I was still able to kind of scale up to 25% of last year's, which working the whole year last year to scaling 25% higher growth this year was wild. So that is wild. Yeah. But I should show you, uh, yeah, that people, people always will want to feel good about, I think especially this year, people wanted to feel good about themselves after being home for so long. Yes. Oh, I know. So So I think that kind of, kind of had a lot to do with it also but now you are a mama of three you have yes. you just told me because I had to ask you how old Oliver was which is your Oliver, oldest yes nine Oliver yeah he'll be nine next month nine next month oh my god wild I know it's crazy and um, there's Jeremiah and Jeremiah crazy Jeremiah he is five and a half and then we just had Holland and oh, she was born at girl. the end of August, so it's it's different. It's completely different having a girl. 
it's weird it's it's just different i don't know and then having two boys and a five-year gap in a girl yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. They are precious. They are Thank beautiful you. children. You are Thank so you. blessed. Yes, for sure. How I I do not like the word balance. So maybe you can help me come up with another word as I ask you this question. <laughs> but for lack of a better one right now, how do you best balance motherhood of three and owning a business? Because I feel like that's probably where some people get locked up when they think Mm -hmm. of can I start a business at all whether it's a brick and mortar huge thing like what you did or are doing or if it's even if it's something small scale um you just do it (laughs) I don't know I I there's no secret calculation no secret formula no magic recipe you just do it I mean I think kind of like anything else, if it's something that you really, really want and really find important or you value, you just make it work. You become a master of the pivot. Which is, I, I, we need, we need to have a whole podcast episode dedicated to the pivot because I just, that is something that is almost foreign to me even though it comes naturally to you is just kind of pivoting to the thing that you have to do next to reach the goal or to say, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back from this that I'm doing that is secure. Like the job with your, your dad's business. This is secure. I'm going to pivot and go try this. Having that kind of mindset and that drive and that, I don't know, confident passion to do it is so hard some people might say it's more of like reckless abandon like (laughs) have no fear of everything crashing and burning so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a game to me I guess um no some people so for instance you know a lot of people if they were in the situation of owning a business and like having it like whenever like I was talking whenever you know those few girls that I had with me we all kind of went our separate ways. Like that could have been the, the, you know, nail in the coffin for me, for my business. I could have let that completely ruin everything I'd worked for. But I'm also the kind of person that prefers like, it's really hard to put into words. Um, almost like a, do you dare me kind of a person? Like, do you, do you dare me? Do you double dog dare me? Because I'll do it anyway. So and she want, you want to be involved? Do you want to watch this potentially crash and burn? Or you are such potentially an eight. be super successful? Right. You're right. such an eight. I know. It's so weird. So I don't know. Um, I kind of, li- I, I remember one time um, my mom, one time, I don't even remember like what the conversation was or what the life matter was. She's like, Sarah, why do you always choose the hard road? Mm. And I'm like, why do you think that I see two roads? There's only one. There's only one road. That's good. There's not two. I only see one. Like I don't see a, a hard and an easy or a right or a wrong. I see like one road, period. There's no was. No, absolutely. There's not a fork. There's not even a spoon. It's just a knife. It's a, it's a knife. Cut through the shit. It's just a knife. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's just, I, I, so to answer your question, there's, I have no idea. I just do it. Um, 
a lot of that too. I think a lot of people are scared to ask people for help. That's um, definitely true. I'm one like, of those people. Especially with kids. Yes. If you need help, you can find help, whether you have to pay help or ask for help. Um, where there's a will, there's a way kind of a thing. Um, your kids don't care. I can tell you that right now. I can remember packing around a one-year-old and a five-and-a-half-year-old at the time whenever I first opened that first brick and mortar um, at like 11.30 at night one night before opening day because I knew, like I had to get stuff done. So they were literally asleep in the corner on the floor. They don't care. They don't remember that. It's true. I need, I need to gain a little bit of that into my life because there's, there's such a part of me. I have that classic mom guilt of if I really like with this podcast, when I started it last year or yes, wait, we're in 2021. So October of 2019. What, what is time? Um, right. When I started this, I said, you know what? I just want to do this kind of when I feel like it as a hobby. And I still have that attitude about it in a way, but I feel like God's giving me more of a story with each passing yeah. day oh, of absolutely. my freaking life, especially yeah. with everything no that 2020 brought for me, not right. including the pandemic. So yeah, I, sure. I want to make this more of a purpose, yeah. but there mm-hmm. is that huge mom guilt hovering over my head of like, what, what do I say when they want to play or they want to do this or they want to do that. I just, I physically, it hurts my heart to say, so mama's got to carve out time for some work. Well, I mean, at that point, then you just, you know, if, if they're asking you for it, then you just do it. You do what they want to do at that time. And then you just make time for it later. Um, you so are good like, at pivoting. I mean, really, <laughs> you just, you just figure it out there. Everybody, I hate the saying, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Everyone has 24 hours in a day. You have the same amount of hours as Beyonce. I hate that line. I literally want to punch whoever wrote that (laughs) because I cannot stand it, nor can I stand Beyonce, but that's a whole different story. Um, Anywho, you have to figure out, like you said, carve out time. Maybe that means you, you know, make a quicker meal for dinner. Maybe yes. that means mm-hmm. instead of flipping through your phone for an hour on TikTok, which <laughs> I never do that. I don't know where <laughs> that came from. <laughs> uh, or maybe you, you know, put off the laundry and like, you know, leave it for five days, I, which I know nothing about either personally. No clue what that's about. Um, and you just do the thing that needs you at that exact moment. There's, there's ways around around that and again it's just the pivot um but as far as the guilt goes your kids are going to be like i'm a badass mom because she can be my mom and she can also be herself Ugh. and everything that comes with that i needed to hear that thank you i'm just telling you it's the truth well, so, I, need, I need to pivot more in my life i feel like that's going to be my word of 2021 yeah that's, that's my word now pivot this episode is not going to come out until probably the end of January, but this is January 2nd, 2021, <laughs> as we're recording this. And to be honest, until this interview, 
I I was as annoyed as you are with that 24 hours, you know, you have 24 oh hours in a day quote. I, I was equally as annoyed with what's your word for 2021? Because literally everybody <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, better, better's my word. Right? I want it to be better, maybe. Right. Honestly, I and the reason that it it probably annoys me even more so is 2019 was a really tough year on our family. And I remember saying at the start of 2020, well, this year's got to be better than last year. I will never <laughs> say that <laughs> ever God's again. like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know exactly. what? It was better, truly, even through the hard stuff because, you know, I'm sure every single person took something positive out of the year. Oh, there was think, so much positivity. It's I mean, I truly think of. like if, if you're alive at this point in 2021, whatever, whatever year it is, whatever day it is, you know, you did it, you survived like that year. Absolutely. Was, Shit. Let's never do that again. Yes. So no. I think, I mean, even the simplest things, it might not have been as remarkable as anybody expected it to be or better quote unquote, but it was okay. We got through it for sure. I mean. Yeah. Most people spent more time with their families. Yes. Mo- right. A lot of people Which, stressed. A lot of people man. had a lot of, of bad my days. Don't get me wrong. I love my family. But let me just tell you all the stay-at-home moms out there, y'all are amazing. I've done it before. I cannot do it again. I just can't. It's not. I'm not. Y'all are some tough mofos because I cannot do it. <laughs> I just can't. I don't know why I can't. I don't know. It's weird. It, hardest job ever. It's definitely hardest. the hardest job oh ever. Oh my God. So hard. Seriously. It, you so have hard. beautiful, but I, it's probably also like, y- you know, I'm not trying to compare children to owning a business. Our children are oh, precious, no, no, no. but yeah. it's similar in that sometimes you have peer, like periods of time, like big yeah. periods of time where raising your children or having a business are just super tough, but yeah, it's the super. moments of this is why I do what I do. Right, like owning right. a business, like you, yep. you'll get that client that just like you have completely changed their life right. or yeah. you've changed the life of one of your employees, like one of your right. artists or something, or you've, right. you know, something amazing or happens. Or on the flip side of that, like on the kid side, like being a mom and a business owner, because I'm a business owner, maybe I get to go like to a class party or something that I wouldn't be able to go to mm-hmm. if I were anything else. So, yes. yeah. And being, yeah, and being a mom when, you know, we can have a really wild, crazy day, kind of like the day I had today. And then when my kids tell me they because they're four and two so when they and and I think no matter how old they're going to be when they tell me they love me and they wrap their arms around my neck and give me a big hug and a kiss it's all it's always going to be amazing yeah but everything negative that happened is gone every hard part about motherhood is gone every I'm sure just the same thing like when you get that exactly then it's it makes everything all worth it Yep. Those are, I call those life's chocolate chips. <laughs> yes. Life's chocolate sprinkled chips. among some raisins, but there's a lot of chocolate chips. And in 2020, you know, I think most of us 
2020 was a giant oatmeal raisin cookie. There's was no chocolate chips yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> but I think we learned. There was a few. There were I think we scenes. learned some appreciation for our blessings. Yeah, no, I, I mean, agree. I know I down. did. The slow yeah, oh, and to slow down. Huge. Huge. It was. You don't have to go, you know, kind of like a work, work smarter, not harder thing. I realize now, like, I don't have to work seven days a week like I used to which is crazy, but that's what I used to do whenever I started off. I literally worked seven days a week and it was hell, but yeah. now I get to work two days a week. So oh, that's amazing. It is. It's pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. Oh, so pivot. Oh. I'm, I am taking pivot. Mastering the pivot. And I'm going With to make Sarah that. <laughs> <laughs> I will put your name in my journal. <laughs> be like, hell. dear God. <laughs> I changed my mind. I do have a word for 2021. And it's pivot from Sarah Stone. That's me. The master of the pivot. So Miss Sarah, I feel like you've already, maybe this, maybe you've already answered this question with learning how to pivot. But my last question for you is, what is the best advice you either received or the best advice you'd give to someone with a dream to start a business? Um, it's a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> it has a bad word in it, but. Okay. Uh, shittle buff. That's it. Sh- shittle buff. Shittle. Not <laughs> shit will. Shittle. Shittle buff. Apostrophe LL. Shittle buff. Shit will buff. Regardless of if it's what you think it's going to look like or what you hope it's going to look like or if you fail and fall flat on your face or if you succeed and make all of your dreams come true shittle buff at the end of the day you're so good as long as you're alive i love it that's my advice and (laughs) word word of the year rusty as it may be Pivot, <laughs> phrase of the year, <laughs> shittle buff. Shittle buff. Yeah. I love it. I mean, oh, it, my just, sweet it, friend. Just it just does. It just does. I love it. So. Thank you so much for doing this with me. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm I, so glad I finally did it. I know we've talked about this like four times. But we did talk about this so much, so yeah, many times. And I'm That's so right. thankful that you were able to do it and come on here. I'm going to have all of your info in the show notes, but tell everybody where they can find you and find your business. So you can find me um, at Habit PMU on Instagram or my personal on Instagram is at HapGirl36, which actually came from our roommate Carrie's license plate. Do you remember that? Yes. yeah that's where that that's came from. from her oh i had <laughs> yeah. no idea i know i loved it for we're so gonna have to have a roommate reunion it's oh, like a zoom yeah. zoom oh, uh podcast that episode. Like a blast that, that would like so be amazing um <laughs> yeah that sounds like so much fun but uh hap girl 36 um or if you need me for your matchmaking services <laughs> just send me a dm I'll, I'll do my, my magic she'll even use she'll especially use I'll craigslist even use craigslist but we won't use the misconnections because that's a little creepy <laughs> we'll just pretend it's for a roommate wink wink i love you girl thank you for doing this. i love you too
Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Failing Awesomely podcast. Man, my friend Sarah, she is a hoot and I had missed her so much. It had been a while since we got a chance to really chat and I learned so much in this episode from everything that she had to do to build a business and build a life that she wanted to create with two small children. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that as close as you are as friends sometimes, you don't really realize until you sit down like this to talk about it. So I'm so fortunate to get to do that. If you guys enjoyed the episode, it would mean so much to me if you would let me know, subscribe, give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and make sure to join in next week when my really awesome breastie, as I call her now, Rebecca Mazden, is coming back to the podcast to talk about and reflect on a year after our cancer diagnosis and a really exciting thing she has coming up. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Be well. Be awesome.